I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. On this episode of the Productivityist Podcast, I'd like to welcome Rob Jacobs to the show. Rob is a leader in the walking for health movement. Back in 1986, he, a former fitness instructor, founded the Walking Center, which pioneered the use of motorized treadmills to pace people, making walking an effective form of exercise. And today, he's the co-founder of Unsit, which is a company that created the first ever treadmill you can use under your standing desk at work. We talked about the power of working while standing, while walking, lots of great stuff. As you know, there are a lot of productivity benefits and, and a lot of productivity surveys and, and, and studies that are attached to the idea of standing while working. I have a standing uh, sitting desk myself. And so we dive into that, a bunch of other things as well. I can't wait to share this conversation with you. So let's just get to it. Here's my conversation with Rob Jacobs here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Rob Jacobs to the Productivityist Podcast. Rob, thanks for joining me today. Hey, honored to be on. I've listened to some of your past episodes. It's a great program you're offering. So, uh, for this particular episode, I made the point of raising my standing desk. I've got a Vera desk at home. Uh, I, I, it took me, I'm a big desk junkie in the first place. So for me, I had to have the perfect workstation. I ended up finding an Ikea desk that fit perfectly, um, in, in this little office that I have, but there was no room for a standing desk. So I bought a Vera desk. Uh, but there's, there's the one thing that I'm missing. I have a fit desk too, by the way, it's in the, it's in the, uh, the living or in the rec room area. But I'm missing something in particular, and this is what you you're part of. You, I mean, it's uh, the the treadmill desk. I want to uh, what what got you into uh, unsit, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. What got you into the idea of of you know building the the treadmill desk? Because uh, I mean, obviously they are quite popular nowadays. And uh, you know, my friend AJ Jacobs used it when he was writing uh, Drop Dead Healthy. Uh, you know what what is what got you into to, to the idea of making a treadmill desk that actually is independent and can be used under pretty much any desk? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's, it's sort of a, a long journey. I'll, I'll, I'll take it from the beginning if uh, you want to go through the whole story. I, I was in the health and fitness business all, all my adult life, really. I was, studied exercise physiology in college. I got one of the first uh, uh, fitness instructors uh, certificate from UCLA. Uh, back in the late 80s, went into the health and fitness uh, education business and then started retailing exercise equipment. And back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I was selling high-end motorized treadmills for people to walk on at uh, at home. And my idea of a fitness program back then, I was trying to basically tone it down from the high-intensity aerobics workouts that were popular at the time. And I found that if you just walked at a moderate pace, a slight incline, and you watched a movie for an hour, you would, you would get great results from a fitness point of view. So I had a store in Beverly Hills called the Walking Center, and the Walking Center specialized in just that. People would come in. Uh, I had a library of uh, movies on videos back in those days. You plug in a video, watch the, watch the movie for an hour or two. This was mostly uh, uh, stay-home housewives in Beverly Hills, and they, they were getting great results, losing weight, feeling fit, not having to, to break a big sweat or, or have any uh, aches and pains from injuries. The program became so popular, people started buying the, the treadmills for home. So I became quickly one of the largest retailers of, uh, of high-end treadmills for homes and fitness centers. And fast forward uh, up, up to today, I've had a lot of experience with 
uh, exercise equipment, specifically treadmills. And uh, a man by a lot of your listeners may know of, you may know of by, by the name of Nolan Bushnell. Nolan was the founder of Atari. He was interested in, he came to me and said, can we build a treadmill for this stand-up desk? So he's just like your situation. He got the stand-up desk, but he found he couldn't stand that long. His, ex, his legs started to get achy. He just can't stand still too long. But the typical treadmills that people have been putting under desks are just basically the same size and shape as a fitness treadmill out of a gym. It's a long, narrow, skinny contraption. It's engineered to go to run at, so for fast speeds. And for an office environment to be under a desk, it really needs to be much wider so you can use the whole width of your desk. And it needs to be shorter so you're not taking up a lot of space behind your desk. And then the engineering of the motor and so forth needs to be set up so it, it runs very smooth and quiet at slow speed. So we did all those things and we added some other uh, features to the product that I'll tell you about. But it, it was motivated largely out of a personal friend asking me to, to, to customize a treadmill for him. And I realized this is a great idea. I had heard of Dr. James Levine, who wrote a book called Get Up. He's sort of considered the, 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 uh, the grandfather of this whole movement, no pun intended. And Dr. Levine, uh, Dr. Levine's book came out oh, about eight years ago now. And and he's the um, Dr. Levine is the leading researcher in obesity. He runs the obesity clinic at the, the, the obesity research at the Mayo Clinic, and he's been studying movement for all, all of his professional life. And he's found the less people move, the more health problems they have. That's a you know an eight word summary of the whole book. But 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 people should look for that book. We've got it. We've got it on our website. It's on Amazon. And when I had read that book. That really motivated me. I realized, boy, this sitting thing is huge. I had poo-pooed it originally, Mike, because I my background is fitness and exercise, and I thought, you know, how can walking slowly at your desk do anything from a fitness point of view? And it turns out it does a tremendous amount from a fitness point of view, and it increases productivity, which is, I know, your topic, and it increases people's uh, their, their thinking power, their creativity. It has a whole bunch of other positive side effects that are that are so valuable. I just got really excited about it, and I realized what this guy Levine is saying is extremely profound. Um, so I so I built the treadmill desk for myself. I started out with I took an old fitness treadmill, put a piece of plywood on it, um, and I just started experimenting. That was my first treadmill desk, and I of course the ergonomics were terrible. I had to build the height up and change things around. But over the course of a few months of tinkering around with a with with my own version of a treadmill desk, which um, uh, I, you know, I, I slowly migrated from a sitting desk, and I, one day I looked back and I realized all the stuff that used to be on my sitting desk, my, you know, my computer, my phones, my pencils and pens and paperwork and stuff, I had slowly migrated it over to the treadmill desk, and I was on there all the time. And I looked back one day and I thought, you know, I'm never using that thing again. And I listed my Herman Miller Air on chair on eBay. I sold it the next day to some poor soul who's probably still sitting in it. And I've been using a treadmill desk ever since. So that was my my personal experience. And one other antidote to this. Uh, but back in the late 1990s, I got my first desk job. I had sold my retail business, and I was working for the Pritikin Longevity Center here in Santa Monica. We ran a health and fitness program for mainly for sick people who had diabetes and heart disease. Uh, but but I ended up having to sit at the desk a lot of hours, and I I hated it because I'd always been outdoors and fitness and exercising, and now I was sitting behind the desk doing spreadsheets and writing reports. And so I fashioned a stand-up desk back then, and I lasted about a month. And the reason I only lasted about a month is you, I find you just can't stand still that long. When your legs are still and not moving, they get achy. You get an achy sensation. You have to move around. Um, and I'm sure with the Veradesk, which is a great product, by the way, we've got a lot of people who use the Veradesk with, with our treadmill. But, but after a while, you want to move your legs. So there's a lot of solutions to that. And the treadmill is an expensive one, but a really good one. Um, I'm walking during this interview. In fact, I've already clicked off nearly 1,000 steps, just you and I talking thus far. 
Um, but it's really just about keeping your legs moving so you don't have to sit back down because the ill health effects of sitting are so profound. So managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now, a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. So that, that's kind of my personal story. If you want me to now go into the the health, the ill health effects of sitting or the positive effects of walking, I, I can uh, t- tell me which path you want to go down. Well, actually, what I'd like to go down, the path I'd like to go down first is, okay, so I have my office set up in a way, and I'm, I'm a big believer in productivity zones. So for example, uh, I have uh, my, my anal- and Austin Cleon talks about this. He's got his analog desk and his digital desk, right? And I think I've done the same thing in that I've got where my Veradesk is, that's where my computer is. It's where I've got my podcast uh, microphone, all the, all the technological stuff is basically on top of the Veradesk. And then next to that is kind of that long Ikea desk where I can sit and do planning. In fact, it's where I did recently, I did my, my annual planning. Cause I start my year in September and I basically sat at that desk almost the entire time, but then I've got my, my, my reading zone and it's just a, it's just a corner, like a tub chair that I sit in occasionally to read and stuff like that. So my question is, is obviously I like standing, uh, and wa- I mean, my office, I've got myself enough room. I've got an air on chair for the times that I do sit. You you can't 
possibly uh, be standing and walking the entire day. Do you? And if not, like, what do you like? How do you how do you navigate that in your own, you know, your work environment? Like you must have or maybe you don't uh, like some place to sit occasionally to kind of, you know, get that rest and recuperation. And, and if so, do you have like kind of a, a a trigger that says, OK, now it's time to get up or now it's time to sit down? Do you have anything like that that, that kind of, you know, you you use as a as a trigger or an activator? Yeah, no, no, great question, Mike. And I'm, you asked it at the perfect time because I'm working on an article we're going to post on our site to, to answer just that question. The, the short answer is absolutely, yes, you can walk all day. I've done it many times. But but no, most of the time I don't. I do take sitting breaks. And, and the description you gave me of your office is very similar to mine. I've got a little lounge chair over in the corner. Now, I'm working out of a home office, so I've got the luxury of a, of a mixed-use space here. My, my wife and I, both we, we both have desks in, in what's sort of a medium-sized living room area. We've got a little media center over in the corner at night. You know, we watch the news or whatever. And I've got a little little lounge chair. So when I'm reading, there are certain kinds of mental work that, and this is the answer to your question. This is what triggers me to say, you know, I got to pause and sit down and read this thing, a legal contract, or if I'm going to read, you know, a longer piece of fiction or something where it's going to be, you know, 15, 20 minutes and it requires some sort of inward focus. So I found there's sort of two different types of mental activity. There's creative and, and uh, thinking out of the box kind of, you know, um, you know, brainstorming kind of kind of mental activity. And that is done, I find, and I think you, you would agree, be much better when you're up on your feet moving right. around. Yeah. But absolutely. then there's sort of in, then there's sort of inward focus kind of work. And for that work, I'll often pause the treadmill and stand, or I'll have a seat in a comfortable lounge chair and I'll read for a few minutes. So I've got a chair over in the corner. Then I also have what you described. I've got a, a sort of a standing height desk and it's got a um I have a little perch lean-to stool and I can use that on the treadmill as well. It's sort of a monopole. That, that tilts over. Oh, I think I've seen those before. It's the one. Yeah, I saw those at uh, South by Southwest. I think a couple of years ago. It's it, it 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 it's a weird kind of sitting device. It's like a lean. It's I've seen them before. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's many versions now, and I, we've got some links to it on our site. We're going to be offering it as a uh, as a promo for people because we get the same question all the time. So the one we're using is called the Ergo Stool. It's ninety nine bucks, but these things go up to five hundred dollars and even more. And you basically lean your butt back on it. It's sort of a perch. So about half your weight is still on your feet, but the other half's leaning back on your butt, as if you leaned up on a on a on a, on a railing or on a on a you know a counter height. You know, it's it's that kind of a of a geometry. Um, and uh, as a company called Focal that that, ha- that has the high end versions of these, there's the Very Chair, and I can provide this info for your uh, your program notes Absolutely, later. Absolutely, that'd be great. Yeah, so we so we you can actually lift one of those, pause the treadmill, and use it on the treadmill. Or I have what you described. I've got another desk. It's just sort of a standing height desk. And it's got one of those stools next to it so I can go. Sometimes I'll sit there. My wife uses that a lot. I don't consider it sitting. It's more of a perch. And then I have the comfortable lounge chair for certain kinds of uh, reading and focus work. There's also certain phone calls um, where I want to really calm down and not get too stressed out over some big negotiation. I'll pause and take a seat when, I, when I'm talking to the phone. Most of my calls, though, I do walking. So the answer is there's been days. And this is a perfect example. It's uh, I don't know what time zone you're in, but it's 1 p.m. Yeah, here. Same, I had same about a, here. Yeah, we're in the same time okay, zone. So, so it's 1 o'clock. We've been on for almost 15 minutes. But but I've already racked up just – I started about 8 o'clock this morning, and I've taken 10,765 steps. I've walked uh, a little over four miles, and I've, I've burned off uh, 242 calories. So that's, that's really only half a day. Now, this was unusual because most of my day was phone calls and emails. So I find phone calls, emails, webinars – um, you know, the, you know, surfing the web, you know, kind of catching up on some things you're, you're looking at on, on the web or something. 
uh, you know, my LinkedIn page update, th- those kinds of things are perfect at a, at a treadmill desk. And I do almost all those activities. My, the, the trigger is, hey, I need to stop and focus on something internally. And, and, you know, or there's times when, hey, I'm just tired. I want to take a break. But in, 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 our, in the modern workplace, we sort of are at the place now where we're telling people, hey, we're sitting too much. Set a little uh, reminder on your phone to prompt you every 20 minutes to get up and take a take a little walking break or 40 minutes, whatever. People are or every hour, people are taking a little walking break and they're walking a few minutes. So they're sitting for an hour walking for a few minutes. And what I what my message to people is, Mike, is let's reverse that. We should be walking most of the day and taking occasional sitting breaks. So you're going to sit at lunch. You're going to sit when you take a a coffee break or an afternoon break. You're going to sit at a conference probably if a group of people, although even conference rooms are being set up now at standing desks, but you're going to, you're going to sit when you commute in your car. So people are never going to be short of sitting time. There's always going to be plenty of that. And I make an effort to do as much as I can. There have been days I've logged in eight miles, and the, but it, it depends. the triggers are the nature of the, of the work that I'm doing. So if it's like this, I'm, we're going to, we're going to be together on this, uh, this podcast for an hour. So I'll probably walk in a couple of miles here. Um, you know, mile and a half just doing this. Uh, but then I might, uh, you know, again, if I got, again, it's the nature of the work that triggers me when I, when I want to sit down. It's not being tired because walking so slowly that you're never breaking a sweat. You're never, you're never really wearing yourself out. Those days I've done six or eight miles, I don't feel like anything happened at all. It was just a normal day. It wasn't like a workout in the gym where you're tired and sweaty. You need to take a break. It's not that kind of a, in fact, I don't even consider this exercise, even though you get a lot of the benefits, you know, this will help you lose weight. It'll help you control blood sugar level. It'll help you help a lot with controlling stress. Um, you won't really improve your cardiovascular conditioning, but but it will help avoid uh, lumbar back problems. People having problems with lower back or tight necks or so forth. That's always largely a result of sitting in a right angle contraption for too many hours at a time. So you get all these health and fitness benefits, but to me, the real benefits are you know, I, I'm alert and sharp in the afternoon. I'm not having that afternoon wall after lunch where you're kind of nodding off. You need to reach for a, an energy drink or something. I mean, those days are over for me. I, I just I just keep going like this, walking while, while I'm working, and it's uh, it's been a big success. So, so that, that that's my personal story. We we found many of our customers reporting the same thing. I've got a guy over at uh, the company Ring that makes that internet doorbell. And just got off the phone with him this morning, was giving him a little tech support using the app. And he's on there all day long. He, he loves it. And again, same thing. He's sitting down for conferences. He's sitting down for meetings. He's sitting down for lunch. He's sitting down, um, you know, occasionally if he's got to go do something that's very detailed or focused. Um, certain kinds of spreadsheets, you know, when you're really working on formulas in a spreadsheet or something, I'll hit the pause button, you know, and, and, and stop for a while and just be standing. Or, or I'll just yank the laptop off the desk. I work off a laptop mm-hmm. with a external screen. Sometimes I'll just take that and go over and sit down with it for a few minutes. So, so those are the triggers. It's the nature of the work. So let's talk about the idea of walking because uh, I, you know, I, I, in a past episode, I had uh, Dr. Michael Bruce on and he talked about chronotypes and the power of when, and one of the things he talks about, and, and this is what a lot of fitness people say, uh, it's the opposite of what they say is like, he's, he's very much a, a believer in First thing in the morning, it's not about hitting the gym and going hard. It's about getting out, walking, getting those energy levels going. And then based on your chronotype, 
uh, you know, certain times of day are better for you to work out than others based on how much strength you have. So for me, I'm a wolf or a night owl. My my better time of day to do working out is, you know, like later in the day, like between 4 and 6 p.m. And actually, he even recommends that early risers, the people that are up at like 3.34 in the morning, are almost should be at the same time zone because of the fact that that way they can stay up a little bit longer and be more social with people. So the walking is really intriguing to me. Um, what what does walking do? I mean, I mean, obviously you've got the walking on the treadmill on the inside, but what what are the benefits that you found of walking when it comes to productivity through the research you've done, which has obviously been been uh, you know kind of furthered uh, with the creation of the unsit? Yeah, well, for, first of all, let me just echo what, uh, what what you said about the chronotypes. I, I didn't catch the name of the expert you had on that topic, but I I firmly believe it just from my personal anecdotal experience and also having been a fitness instructor and trying to get people to stick to an exercise program, it's, it's got to integrate with what works well in their lifestyle. And it's funny, I got a next door neighbor, we can see into each other's backyards. He's literally, a, he, he literally rolls out of the house about 4am. He's in the gym at five and he's, and he does a hard workout. This guy's a fitness maniac. And then he comes home about 6.30 when I'm just getting up, he's already been to the gym and, and cranked it out. And I'm more of the afternoon type like yourself. Um, so, so finding that right time of day is important, and I just wanted to echo that. In terms of walking, I, again, I don't consider this a workout. I still do, and I would, and we still recommend that people maintain a regular fitness program. You know, a few days a week of cardiovascular exercise, some strength training, little yoga flexibility. You still want to do all that. This is re- this is this program is really about getting people out of their chair and up and moving. So, the answer to your question, what walking does is. I mean, you know, how long do we have here? I've got, I'm looking at one study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association uh, that tracked the activity level of 3,247 people over 25 years. So this was a large population of people they looked at. And they found that people who had low activity levels, they measured 47% less on cognitive function tests. So what, what that spoke to is the power of walking to stimulate the brain. And we've got that posted on our website under the Why Unsit page. Right after it, we posted an MRI study of a person's brain. It's two MRIs, one with the person sitting, the, the second with the person after having walked for 20 minutes. And you see on that, on that MRI, the portion of the brain that has to do with creativity and problem solving and, and, and happiness and satisfaction, that whole area of the left, uh, bottom left quadrant of the brain looking down on it is all lit up red and orange. And it's very exciting because it's a real... It's a real scientific evidence of what this other uh, study that I, that I cited um, a- actually found in a large population of people, that just being active, not a hard workout, but just being up and moving actually stimulates the brain to, uh, to be alert and aware and to think more and, and to solve problems better. Um, so, so, that's on the, so, so we're very high on this whole idea of, of walking stimulates creativity and, and problem-solving abilities. Um, the, the, there's some other studies done like that. One at Texas A&M, they, they went into a call center and they studied 168 workers in a call center. Now, call centers are great places to look at productivity output because you can very easily measure how many calls the person is taking, what their satisfaction rate of the people they've talked to and so forth. And call centers do that. They're, you know, they're very diligent in tracking stats of how, how, how productive their people are. And they found that the people who stood, not even walking, just on their feet standing like your very desk for only 90 minutes a day, those people were 46% more productive than the people who sat all day. But that's only 90 minutes a day and just standing. They weren't even walking. So getting people up on your feet and moving, even if it's just you know a little bit of standing, has a big impact on creativity and on productivity. 
Hey, Mike, yeah, your question was, what does walking do for you? And and uh, there, it does a tremendous amount. But from a from a fitness point of view, you know, weight loss, fitness level, or the orthopedic problems are, are helped. All those all those health and fitness related things I consider to be positive, but they're really just a side effect because the big thing that walking does is it helps with creativity and productivity, especially on the mental side. And one of the best studies that was done on this topic, and there's been numerous, but the one was published in uh, the Experimental Journal of Psychology. It was done at Stanford University. And they took 60, or they took 180 people, divided into three groups of 60, and they were trying to measure creativity. And the way they measured creativity was with these little problem-solving questions. So there are specifically designed tests and quizzes that require creative problem-solving uh, to, to, uh, to excel at. So they they applied this test to the three different groups. Group A was sitting, group B was walking on a treadmill facing a white wall, and group C was walking but outdoors on the campus of Stanford University amongst the, the beautiful environment they have there. So they were trying to determine, does walking help creativity? If it's so, is it the outdoor environment or is it just the movement of, of walking? So the results were quite impressive. The two groups that were walking scored 60% better on the creative problem solving test. 60% improvement by simply walking over the seat at the group that was sitting. But Mike, among the two groups that were walking, the one outdoors and the one on the treadmill facing the white wall, there was no difference at all. They both had the same score, same results on the creative problem solving test. So what that demonstrated was that it's the physical act of walking up and moving your legs, circulating blood, that actually talks to the brain and stimulates the creative problem solving parts of the brain uh, that, that helps with these uh, these mental uh, functions. And it, it, it does not really have much to do with the outdoor environment, although I'm sure that's good too. And I encourage people to, to get outdoors and, and, and walk, uh, enjoy some fresh air and some outdoor environment. But it's very interesting that uh, walking, the physical act of moving actually engages the brain. And, and this makes sense if you look at it from an evolutionary biology point of view. You know, early humans were roaming around the plains of Africa trying to make sure they got enough food to eat that day and make sure that nobody ate them. So being up on your feet is when your brain was engaged and you were uh, looking for opportunities and trying to avoid threats. And when the day was over, you sat down and rest and your brain can now relax and start to go to sleep. And one of the things that Dr. Levine shows in his book and some of these other studies show as well is when you take the, the weight off of your feet, you sit down in a chair and relax, your brain gets a signal that there's no more threats, no more opportunities. You can relax and start to go to sleep. And you literally, your body starts to shut down and goes into a very slow metabolic rate and brain function starts to relax and slow down as well. Whereas when you're up on your feet and moving, you get that signal that, hey, there's could be threats. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. That's, there could be opportunities. We've got to engage and think, and, and that's why the brain functions so well. And we also posted on our website an MRI that shows a, a brain heated up and active after it's been walking for 20 minutes versus uh, somebody seated.
And uh, that's up on the uh, YNSIT page as well. So the answer is creativity, problem solving. We think you're better off on your feet doing those things. And again, people like Steve Jobs was famous for taking his engineers out on walks to solve problems. There, there's a, I can you know, list off a number of famous walks in history, Reagan and Gorbachev working on detente in Reykjavik, Iceland, taking walks in the, uh, during negotiations to, to, to work out and solve problems. Um, and we've all probably had the experience personally, if you're parenting some teenage kids and they're, you know, you're dealing with some of those challenges, going out for a walk to talk about problems and issues, um, you're stuck on a problem at work, go out for a walk, and sometimes the problem comes to you at that time. And so there's a, a real physiological reason why people often get solutions to problems during a walk. So let's talk about how a person can get started with the idea of using a treadmill or walking at work and using a treadmill style desk. I mean, obviously you have one and we'll put link to the shop page. You know, it's the, it's the walk one, I believe it's called, right? Yeah. We, we named the treadmill itself, the walk one. Mm -hmm. Then we have the walk one treadmill desk, which is we sell the combination. So for people like yourself who already have a standing solution, you can just add this. Or if you want to get the whole package, we, we can do that too. But if somebody wants to get started, what are the steps they need to take? Because I, I think for a lot of people, there's going to be some, uh, you know, especially if they're working in a, in a in an environment where there's a bunch of other people around and they have maybe a bit more control over their workspace. To see to to have this 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 treadmill thing, people are going to be. Uh, it, it might be something that they 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 need to go in with the idea of okay. I can do this as opposed to this is a big jump from literally this is a big state. This is a, I'm going to take a stand and this is a big, this is a big uh, change from my, my seated position to now I'm walking while I'm working. So how does someone get started and make this somewhat of a, of a, of a way of life? Yeah, well, no, great question. And, and I think what you've done is, is the perfect starting point. You know, the very desk or just working with a standing desk for part of the day is a great way to get started. You don't need to start out with a treadmill. I, I always encourage people to take little walking breaks. If you are stuck in a seated environment, you know, maybe can you get out? Can you set your timer for every, you know, 45 minutes or, or an hour and just prompt you to just take a quick walk around the building just to keep things moving? But I, I would encourage people to start there. Just get up and take, you know, walking breaks every, you know, 30 minutes would be even better. Uh, getting started with a standing desk like you're doing, the Vera desk, that's maybe adjustable up and down so you can stand for a few minutes and sit back down. There's also a, a variety of devices. I like the one that's called Fluid Stance, these little wobble boards that you stand on. But there's a number of versions of that because your legs will get achy when you stand for after, after about 10 minutes. You, your body's meant to be moving, not to be holding still. There's no circulation of blood when you're standing. So you start to have an achy sensation in your, in your legs. So these little wobble boards can go good with a standing desk. And then after that, you can eventually graduate into to adding a treadmill, but you got to have the physical space. Your desk has to have enough width underneath that. We, we have all those specs and dimensions on our on the product specs page of our website. And, and like you said, it may be that you're in a shared work environment where it's just not socially practical to have one guy standing up walking while everybody's sitting. In fact, we found that a number of times to be a real deterrent. We, we, we've been in, we've uh, done demos with these things where we brought the treadmill desk in as a shared desk environment. And you put it down there and nobody gets on it. Nobody tries it out. Then eventually there's one social outcast and he wanders over and gets going and he kind of ends up taking the whole thing over, he or she. And, and, um, but, but it's awkward when you're the only person in the office who's standing there walking, everybody's sitting in a chair. Then what we found is if we put two or three units in, suddenly groups of people started doing it. So where nobody used it before with a single unit, when I had three units in the, in the environment, suddenly everybody wanted to be mm -hmm. on there and they walking and talking together. So solving for that social norm thing is, is a real challenge. And, uh, 
You know, if you're, if you're the owner of the company, the CEO, put a, put a room full of these things in there. If you, you know, if you're a, you know, a receptionist or a, a worker be in, in a large company, you don't have that kind of influence. Um, I start with the Veridesk and maybe one of these uh, standing boards. But at, at these newer, uh, more progressive companies, this is very common now, Mike. Uh, in fact, Facebook, I saw there when they built their new facility up in uh, Menlo Park a few years ago, they, they were, it was a review here in the LA Times on the architecture of the building. You know, they brought uh, Frank Uri in to do the architecture, and I'm I'm a big architecture buff, so I was really curious to see what he did up there. And they had some interior shots. Every single desk they installed was an adjustable height desk. Every desk. So not everybody was using it at a standing height, but at least this company, company like Facebook, had the forward-thinking ability to say, "Hey, this is how people are going to work in the future." So they gave everybody a standing height desk, and it adjusts up and down. So I'd say step one is a Vera desk like you have. Uh, maybe progress to a to a larger uh, format standing desk. Add a little wobble board or a, something to get some leg movement in there. Um, you could begin with just walking breaks throughout the day if you're stuck at a seated desk. And then if you've got the space and the ability to do it, add the treadmill in. And so, Rob. But the other thing is, is how do people track this stuff? Like, I mean, you've been we were talking during the episode about uh, how you were able to track things. So as we as we as we do a quick rewind here. How are you able to do that? Yeah, well, the answer is first, let me echo your comment about the uh, the anti-fatigue mat. Those are an important uh, starting point also. And I encourage people, if you're at a standing desk, get an anti-fatigue mat. Anti-fatigue mat. So uh, for tracking, a lot of people are already using the Fitbit or or the Garmin uh, you know, step trackers. Um, Apple Health has uh, account steps. If you put the thing in your pocket, it uses the accelerometer in there to, to gather those steps. So, so there, people are already using these uh, personal fitness tracking devices, and those are great. The problem with it, on, when you use those on a treadmill desk, Mike, is that often your hands are sitting at your keyboard and your arms are not swinging. They're holding still typing or writing. And those uh, wrist-worn devices will not count your steps while your hands are, are, uh, are at your keyboard. So we've developed our own app. It's called the Unsit app. You can get it in the, uh, the App Store or in the uh, Google Play Store if you've got an Android device. And what our app does is it, it's, it syncs up, it pairs with the treadmill via Bluetooth, and it counts it actually counts steps because our treadmill has weight sensors in the deck and they can actually sense every time your foot strikes the deck. We, we also employed some really clever uh, safety features where the treadmill stops automatically when you walk away. We're the only treadmill on the market that does that. But the app is counting steps. It also measures how much time you've been walking. It measures how many miles you've walked. And then we do something unique that nobody else does. Because of those weight sensors in the deck, Mike, we actually know when you're standing. And people who use a treadmill desk, you're standing probably half or three-quarters of the time. You actually don't walk that much. You spend a lot of time just standing there because you're, again, the nature of the work you're doing. If it's detailed, uh, fine manual dexterity work, uh, writing or typing or spreadsheets, you'll pause the treadmill. You're just standing. And standing is good, and we want to measure that. So our treadmill knows when you're standing, and we count that as standing time. So we take your walking time and your standing time, we add those together, and we've created the new metric called total unsit time, or TUT for short. And that's that displays on the app as well. Then you can review that data over the past week or month or year. And we also send that up to the uh, to, to the cloud. We have a, um, a web-hosted application there, and it displays on the top. There's a little banner on the top of our website that shows the cumulative steps of all of our users. It's over 6 million steps now that all of our users have accumulated together. And then companies that want to incentivize people or, or, or different or affinity groups want to form, they can set up their own little uh, incentive programs and races uh, using that, uh, that web app. 
Um, so that's the Unsit app. And then finally, if you are a Fitbit user or an Apple Health user, our data will sync into that app. So we have a, a sync capability to sync to connect the data that we've collected in the Unsit app and sync it over to your Fitbit. Great stuff to know, especially since I'm an Apple Watch user. So it's good that it syncs to Apple Health because I'm becoming a bit more uh, attentive to that data for sure. Thanks, Rob. Right. right. So you'll see if you have your iPhone sitting on your desk, it won't count your stats. Right. Right. Absolutely. But, but this, so this will sync when, when you first download the app. The first thing it'll ask you is, do you want me to connect to Apple Health? You just say yes. And then you're then boom, all the data syncs over there. Awesome. Rob, this has been great. I mean, as somebody who is, I'm, I'm standing at my desk right now. I've got, uh, I've got an anti-fatigue mat, which again, if you're getting a standing desk, no matter what, you have to get an anti-fatigue mat. Like you just need it because, uh, but I'm, I'm moving around and to have the, the next evolution. And I have this fit desk too, which is interesting as well. Um, but it's, it's, it's not as, I mean, one of the things I do like about the idea of having a treadmill desk is there's a stability factor of you're the one in control. Whereas the, the fit desk, while I like it, I find that it, it, it can be a bit wobbly and, and ergonomically, it may not necessarily be the best solution. But this this is something that I definitely want people to get behind. We're going to have you on a bonus episode talk a bit more about those stories uh, that you're talking about, the walking stories of how walking can and why long walks can really be beneficial. But before, uh, but as we wrap up this episode, where can people find you and where can people uh, learn more about your work? Well, unsit.com, U-N-S-I-T.com is our website. We've got a page there called Why Unsit, which I've learned takes up a little bit of bandwidth, but there's some great content on there uh, that, that talks about the uh, studies related to health and fitness. Um, it cites uh, the studies I was talking about, about creativity and productivity. So we've got some filters on that page that, to look through some of the different articles that are on there. And then the product and the product specs are, uh, are on the website as well. And we've got a, a list of customer success stories that are on there. Um, it's on the navigation bar on the top. Uh, learn about what some of the other people who, who have uh, bought our product, how, they're, how they've employed it, where, where they are. And then on the About Us page, it describes my background and that of my partner, Paul Byrne. Um, so you can read about how, how we got into this thing. So unsit.com. And then I'd recommend Dr. James Levine's book called Get Up. Uh, we have that on the shop page, or you can buy that on Amazon. Um, and uh, so, so, yeah, that's uh, we, we've got a Facebook page and a LinkedIn page as well, but, but the, the, most of the content's up on the website. Awesome, Rob. Thanks for joining me this week on the podcast. Mike, thanks for having me, and keep up the great work. Cheers. Big thanks to Rob for joining me this week on the podcast. You can find all the things we talked about for the show notes in the show notes on the show at productivities.com slash podcast. Just look for the episode with Rob Jacobs as the guest. Uh, of course, we've got some bonus episodes as well for our members. Uh, if you head over to patreon.com slash productivityist, you can become a member and uh, support the podcast. We talked about some other really cool stuff during that episode. Um, so if you're not a member yet, you want to become one, head over to patreon.com slash productivityist. And there's some more exciting news surrounding membership that's coming up in the the next few weeks that I can't wait to share with you. So uh, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks to John Polster for producing the show. Thanks to my team for helping put it together. And thanks to you for listening. Until next time, I am Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast and founder of Productivityist, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>